Welcome to I Haven't Seen It, the podcast in which James Kirkland, Michael John Fadun guess the plots to movies, and I have to listen. <laughs> okay, this film is called I Hired a Contract Killer. <laughs> James, why don't you uh, start us off here? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in a dusty Kansas cornfield, a Model A makes its way through the dust, chunking up rocks and yellow dust behind it as it drives towards this classic American red farmhouse. A Model A? Is that a... Yeah, Model A. It's a Ford, I think. You mean a Model T? No, no, it's more advanced than the Model T. Oh, so it's a later model of the... Okay. It's a beginning right. at the alpha, of the alphabet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but they went yeah. backwards, Mike. Nick, it's an old car. I think you. I think you get it through context clues. Please don't interrupt again. And we're driving. And we're driving, and then we get to the barn. And the barn, it's thick. You know, it's it's dusk, or is it sun up? You can't tell. You can't tell. Uh, and in the barn, two men, you know, with kind of uh, these kind of Irish caps on and and gloves, open the barn real slow. And then the Model A drives into the barn. Turns off. And then... And then the a crazy elevator takes the Model A underground. And all of a sudden, in this rustic place, we are in a steampunk tunnel. It's like this crazy steampunk tunnel world. And uh, there's all these kinds of like old tech and things that you would never would that, that were supposed to be, but never became. And, and now we're going deeper and deeper inside. And we get down to the 12th or 13th floor underground. Muddly stops. And this guy dashing, large eyebrowed, symmetrical face. He exited, he exits the the Model A takes off his sunglasses, driving goggles, you know? Yeah. And he's greeted there by uh, this beautiful uh, white-robed doctor. And she's like... I think we're going to say duck there for a second. I, I'd, I'd go with the duck version. Come on, we're being realistic. It's a realistic movie. No, guys, come on. This is a realistic movie. This won Oscars. Uh, and she's like... I thought you were dead. And he goes, I was. Boom! Credits. <laughs> I hired a contract killer. Then, woo! Across the world, Shanghai, in an opium den. Deep in this opium den in Shanghai, we see a, a man, he's an elderly man, but he looked like he came from a lot of money, but he spent his last who knows how many years, months in this opium den just smoking opium, so much opium. And, the, you know, he's slowly moving and he can't really get together. But then these two, obviously Russian, because they're wearing striped Russian sailor shirts, guys like pop in with, you know, Kalishnikovs. You know, early versions of Kalashnikovs. <laughs> Very early versions of Kalashnikovs. It's a steampunk world, you know. So then he's being so slow in the scene. It's like it's like five minutes of him like really slow and kind of having this weird stone dream with all this interesting union symbolism. We'll get to later. And then, Mike, uh, can you describe the can you describe the dream for me? Well, Big you one. know, so so there's a there's a there's a caveat to all of this, and the steampunk mm -hmm. thing is is sort of the giveaway. Yeah. 
in that the Wachowskis have been brought back yeah. and they've been given another chance. And after a couple of debacles, somebody has said to them, we want you to do The Matrix Part 4. So th- this is in the movie? No, this is this is the backstory to the movie, but it's important to understand mm. why you're watching the things you're watching. Right. And, and this was yeah. in the advertising spread. And, you know, it'll leak into the marketing as well. Okay. You, you know, you, you need to understand the run-up. But basically, the, the Wachowskis have, have sort of taken it upon themselves to, you know, give a big middle finger to, you know, the powers that be. I think it's Warner Brothers. Um, <laughs> and they've, they've decided to do The Matrix 4 and do it their way. Now, Keanu, who's the guy you've been watching on screen. I was just going to say, who's, who's in this movie? Uh, you know, but we don't know his name yet. And, and this is the reveal, you know, where he says, Neo. And and everybody, you know, loses their shit because this is really what, mm-hmm. what James is describing is, you know, part you know, the golden parts of the trailer that we mm-hmm. see. So are we and, are we in is this when we go down the in the when the model A Ford goes down the elevator, are is there are they entering like a steampunk version of the Well it's a ship it's it's a from, it's a parallel to what's actually happening to Neo and he's being dragged down. And the goal is really to once he's hit that, you know, bottom floor he wakes up and he's, yes. he's in the matrix again. And, and, and yeah, he's in right. one of those, you know, he's naked, he's bald, he's got, you know, the things all attached to him. And so what we thought was, you know, can, you know, 1920s steampunk thing, right. the steampunk thing is still there, but it's a, you know, he's, he's woken up again and, and he falls down the chute. What you need to understand about this, Nick? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Mike. You're on. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, and, and to finish it off, you know, he's, he goes down the chute like we saw in the first Matrix film and everybody cheers. You know, it's happening again. Why the 1920s? Well, the Matrix has been, you know, rewritten in that steampunk 1920s version. Right. So, uh, and he awakens. Yes. The ag- the agents, Agent Smith and, uh, you know, the architect and the the Mungalorioletti or whatever that other yeah. guy's name was, they all got together and the Oracle and all these kind of people in the Matrix. They realized that the m- Matrix that was built in the modern day, people were waking up too often. They keep having people wake up. So that they basically did a hard reset on the Matrix and made it more in the 20s again because they realized they had perfect control then it was before people kind of became too aware right and 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 cooler you know and it was cooler guns were cooler cars were cooler it was just kind of so cooler. i just wanted to ask you guys what do you think the title i hired a contract killer refers to when it comes to in relation to your plot because i haven't heard a lot about the contract is that just a metaphor or or is that a it's interesting th- that's where it continues right now so so you you know up to this point you're like we, you know i'd really love a plot and and that's where it drops. Yeah. And and so Neo has been woken, not to be woken up, but they've woken him up because they need to kill somebody in the Matrix. Right. So Neo is not really the one as we know it. It's it's you know this, the Wachowskis have really gone out on a limb. He's the one contract killer, and that's where that takes off, right, James? What are you saying? Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. And it is kind of, and, and another, you know, there's a meta layer, of course, beneath it and above it at the same time where the Wachowskis, angry at Warner Brothers, are making, they want to get out of their contract, basically. So <laughs> this this movie is kind of a contract killer for them as well. This is like a, a, an advanced meta layer that you kind of have to know what's going on. But yes. But it, but it, you know, it backfires, really. The fun thing about all of this is what they did do to sort of give the middle finger to the powers that be is is how could we make the worst matrix possible 
Uh, but pretend to be cool yeah. by adding in that layer of, you know, the gadgetry from the 1920s. But what ended up happening was it, it became a cult classic. Yeah. It's actually incredibly entertaining. The midpoint action scene takes place on a Zeppelin, on a steam-powered airship above Indianapolis. And the action is just, it's incredible because there's all these kind of silver surfer type guys who have these kind of kite surfing contraptions made of metal that are flying. And these are kind of the agents that are attacking Neo as he's got to kill the architect. But but I will say that the you know what 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 is a surprise is that the the zeppelin was filled with helium. So really you're watching everybody yeah. in a high pitched voice sort of go at it. Right, and I yeah. think that that hasn't been yeah. done before. No, with good reason probably. Yeah and Ken is like Whoa Get him <laughs> the agent Noodles Contract Killer He's beginning to believe this, this film this film <laughs> this film was made in 1990. Yes, it was a prequel. Right, a, a prequel, yeah. both physically and in the film. Exactly. Uh, and what, what might be interesting to know is that the brother of the director, who's also director, so these two directors, interestingly, together are responsible for about a fifth of all the films that have come out of this country since 19, mm. since the mm. early 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know mm-hmm. if the mm-hmm. Wachowskis have been as prolific as that. Mm. Well, this was a combination. This is also, I believe, they they collaborated with the Cohen brothers. So, this- so it's a it's a Wachowski sisters Cohen brothers <laughs> collaborate. <laughs> okay. So it's really cool, and like it's a lot. It's, it's got a lot of blood simple kind of vibes in it, where it's a lot of like you know Neo and. Uh, and, and Trinity hiding in these weird yeah. closets. Trinity was a scientist at the beginning, obviously. I didn't. I don't know. I didn't need to say that. But then, and then, like you know, gunshots, gun bullets going in, and then lighting them up in a really cool, like you know, beam of light kind yeah. of way. That, but it's incredible. It's really you got to see that. You got to see this. Um, I will. I will absolutely see it. They really did it though. For and and let's just say it, you know, because it's not a secret. They did it for the the toy rights. You know, they pulled a George Lucas. So in all of this, the merchandising rights, yeah. you know, so so all that steampunk yeah. stuff that your kids are playing with, the Legos and, you know, there were Shousky dolls and all that stuff that 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 was part of it. They really pulled a fast one on on Warner. And I think they they got yeah. the better deal. Yeah. Unfortunately, the steampunk toys were inherently dangerous, being all made of iron. Yeah. Heavy metal toy things. <laughs> That 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 hurts some of their because of lawsuits, but they were incredibly popular. If you go down the rabbit's hole, you 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 sort of you know it becomes a lot more clear that the the insurance and medical industry were really <laughs> the ones financing this to begin with, and yes. and and that yes. this was all they're playing three three mm-hmm. D chess. You know, you you think these are yes. just toys, but there's 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 a means to an end in all of this. This is America. This is America, baby. I, I love how we went from describing the plot to a movie to somehow now actually describing what seems to be the Matrix. Yeah. And we're, <laughs> we're in the Matrix, bro. This is real. So just, just so we understand, this is, this is a world that is, is the reason for this movie to exist. It's not in, this is not taking place in the movie. This is the backstory to the movie. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, I think that's that's the, What's confusing? you have to see it. What's confusing about that? To understand that. Well, it, it, it yeah. probably. I'm just confused <laughs> why you're confused. What, it probably confusing? does. <clears throat> it probably is not going to come as a as a surprise that this film was 
was not directed by the Wachowski sisters, nor does oh. it star um, uh, Nia. Huh. This film was directed by huh. Aku Kadismeki. Ah, uh, yeah. Of course. Who directed the Leningrad Cowboys and The Man uh, Without a Past. It's actually yeah. a great film. I saw this film in the cinema not two years ago. Well, actually just before this, the pandemic hit. And this film is about a man called Henry Boulanger. Uh, French-Canadian. Perhaps, perhaps. Mm. Maybe. It takes place in England. Again? You got a thing, Nick. You got a thing. After 15 years at his, at his job, this man is fired. And he's so shocked and depressed by this that he tries to commit suicide. But he's so bad at committing suicide that he fails repeatedly. And so he decides that he's going to hire a contract killer who he meets in a, in a bar mm. to murder him at a later date. So at some unspecified time. He basically tells him, I want to die. Uh, can you just... Don't tell me you're coming. Just, just you know, come up behind me when I'm least expecting and shoot me or hang me or whatever. I like that. If you took it a step further, you know that German story about the guy who wanted to be eaten by another guy? It, it's, yeah. You, you know, you, you go down that path, too. It's like that minus the cannibalism. Does he change his mind? Because that's the real funny thing. If he, if he has... This is, the, this is what happens next. It's very, very soon after he makes this agreement with this contract killer, he meets Margaret, yeah. <laughs> who is a flower seller. And who makes real Henry realize that he is that his life has meaning and that he you know that he feels things again. So he decides that he doesn't want to die anymore, and he decides he's going to get back in touch with the contract killer and tell him you know it's 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 no longer necessary. Except the bar where he met this contract killer has been demolished in the meantime, and so there's no way that he can get in touch with the guy who he has hired to kill him. <laughs> and that's I don't want to say anything else because then it gives too much of the movie away. Mm. Yeah, no, I'll watch that. That sounds good. So it's uh, an Aki Karusmeki is Finnish, and mm-hmm. his brother is called Mika Karusmeki, I think. And they, they make very, very strange but very fun uh, films. That sounds great. Uh, I like the Finns. They're like the Russians, but they hate the Russians. They like them. They hate the Russians. They're, they're happy-go-lucky. You know, they're very light people. Light. They spend a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> they live in darkness, but they're light. They're like, yeah, because of the, all the fairies and... Uh, Gnomes in society, exactly. their society, probably a lot of gnomes. Yeah. I imagine yeah. this guy Henri is played by Jean-Pierre Leo, who mm. played a small part in Last Tango in Paris, which I thought was quite quite a cool a little role. He played the peanut butter. He played the peanut butter. <laughs> um, this week's episode of Haven't Seen It comes from the lovely people at Pro Flowers. Hey guys, it's James from Haven't Seen It. Your flowers suck. Let's be honest. You don't have an eye, you don't have a nose. Not like a professional does. They spent their whole lives training to know exactly which flowers go with which. If you try to grab some flowers for your girlfriend, guess what, she's gonna dump you. If you try to make your wife a nice bouquet, guess what, she might kill you. Anything you do with flowers is guaranteed to fail. Trust me, I have. I don't know what I'm doing with the flowers. I'm an idiot. That's why I trust Pro Flowers. They get the job done where you never could because, remember, you're a failure and you don't know beauty from ugly. It's an interesting uh, marketing strategy uh, uh, they have. Con- confrontational uh, uh, approach. Oh, wait, Nick. Nick, do you think do you think you know? Do you think you know how to do a bouquet of flowers? 
I, I, I don't think I do. No, you fucking don't. No, let me tell you right now. You do not, okay? If you were to, right now, go get, like, your life is on the line, Nick. Go grab gun to your head. You got to do a bouquet. Guess what? I'm pulling the trigger. You're not going to be able to put it together. There's no way. You're going to grab, like, a daffodil. You're going to get, like, a couple of... of uh, I'd probably get some, like, sticks and syringes. Yeah, probably, it's disgusting. What, what would you... What You just have to ask the question, Nick. You know, what kind of flowers would you have at a wake? Yeah? I, I don't know. Exactly. Exactly, Nick. You're an idiot. Everybody knows this. Okay? That's why you have to trust Pro Flowers. Pro Flowers. It feels like now the ad is directed specifically at me. Is that... Or is this for... Is this... <laughs> Nick is bad. Okay? Hey, guys. It's James from Haven't Seen It. Look, you ever run into a problem where your friend Nick is a fucking idiot and doesn't know what he's doing and is bad in every way? Well, that's where Pro Flowers comes in. Pro Flowers will lay, enable you to do a commercial where you can tell Nick your real feelings. Nick, you're bad. You can't do flowers. You need Pro Flowers. And there's an app. Okay. The app, you download, you open it, and it just says Nick sucks. That's it. That's the app. Uh, um, that was uh, that was the, that was this episode. Thank you very much for. Uh...